Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show podcast. This podcast dives deep into all things business, money, and mindset to have you feeling lit up and motivated as heck and ready to step it up like the epic girl boss that you are. On today's episode, I am joined by the incredible Brianna Hunter, aka Miss Mindset, who's a fellow coach in our Purpose and Profit Mastermind, a friend and an all-round legend. She's helped hundreds of our clients in the Mastermind move past their mindset blocks and create incredible strategies to get them earning the cash they deserve. Aside from working with us in the Mastermind, she's a seriously successful life and business coach, a writer, a podcast host, and even an educator on a mission to help ambitious women figure out who they are and what they want so they can build the life and business which truly sets their soul on fire. She provokes women to think and live outside the box of expectations, connecting back to their most authentic and true self while giving them practical tools to transform from the inside out, building a life by design, not by default. So juicy. In this episode, guys, we dive into one of my favorite topics, mindset. Brianna and I are always riffing on this off the mic, so we thought we'd jump on and cover off some really juicy topics like the number one mindset struggle that all business owners face, how to get out of your own way and take more action, and whether you might be using mindset as an excuse for not starting, plus so much more. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. If you hear something that resonates, it means the absolute world to me to know that you're listening and getting value. So please screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at stephgorton underscore underscore and tell me what your biggest takeaway is. All right, let's dive in. Right. Welcome. I am so excited to be doing this podcast today with Brianna, who is not just an incredible woman, mindset coach, business owner, entrepreneur, ex-lawyer, teacher, all of the amazing (laughs) things, but also a very, very dear friend, team member, colleague. And so Brianna and I talk about this stuff all the time. So I'm really excited, Brie, for us to go live on the mic and be speaking about mindset today. So welcome. Thank you so much. That was so nice. I just got goosebumps as you were talking because the feeling's so mutual and I know that we could talk for hours. So I'm so happy to be having this conversation. Uh, We've already been on the mic for like (laughs) 25 minutes just talking shop before we even opened up the podcast. We can't help ourselves. We love it. We love it. it. Okay. So for those of you who don't know you, which would be crazy if you follow my journey because you'll see Brianna is all over my Instagram feed, all in my world. But for those of you who don't know you, Brie, who is Brianna Hunter or aka Miss Mindset? And what does a day in your life look like? Mm. That is a really cool question. And I've always struggled to articulate it into like a pretty sentence. Who is Brianna? Who is Miss Mindset? I'm a manifesting generator for those who are into human design. So I love to do a million things at once. So I guess Miss Mindset is a mindset coach. And I have a company that helps people to understand how powerful their mind is so that they can create the life and business that actually sets their soul on fire. And that comes with lots of different courses and programs, but ultimately it also comes with, I have a podcast. So a day in my life can look very different on any given day. Manage, manage and things. <laughs> manage and things. And it just depends. Like I'm so grateful that I've created a business that's got all so many different options for me to choose something that like that I'm into for that day. But usually it'll be either podcasting or coaching or creating content for my courses. Coaching inside of PMP also takes up some of my days, which I also love. So a day in the life is usually coaching 
bit of writing sometimes. I do a lot of writing. I write for Mamma Mia and I'm writing my own book at the moment. So yeah, it can be lots of different things, but ultimately it's creativity and helping people. I love it. And it's crazy because if anyone, if you haven't done human design, guys, like you have to dive in. Like mm. Brianna and I are obsessed. In fact, everyone in our team is obsessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it stems from like top down. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you guys to do your HDs when you join. <laughs> but, Actually. But, you know, Brianna is a true manager. Like, and, and what that means is she has so many different interests. And, you know, when you do have a new interest, you go 110% all in on it. So, you know, like I mentioned before, like Brianna's been a teacher. She's studied law. She's a journalist for Mamma Mia. Like there isn't much that she can't do because when she does something, she does it 110% for as long as it interests her until she moves on to the next thing. And that is such a managing quality and it's such an incredible quality to have. Um, and that's what I love about you. I love that you're always doing the next thing. And it's, it's so exciting to witness you in your journey all the time. Thank you. Tell me though, as an entrepreneur, how did you make your first dollar? Oh, huh. my first dollar actually in my business was... So I was a high school teacher when I uh, started my business and I left and started teaching high school girls mindset work. So I was noticing... At the time, I was really upset with the education system and just seeing that a lot of the young girls... I could see younger versions of myself basically just lost and they weren't actually being given the tools that they needed to thrive. They were given academic tools, but that wasn't necessarily helping them emotionally. So my first dollar was a teenage client. So I was helping teenage girls navigate high school and their emotions. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, And that was about when we met. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is that when so we crazy. met. So yeah. wild because I feel like I've known you for a decade. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't actually been that long, guys. If you haven't been following Brianna's journey, it has happened so quickly and it's proof in the pudding that you can do it as fast or as slow as you like. But, but Brie, you have soared to new heights so, 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 so quickly. So the first dollar that you made as an entrepreneur, how long ago was that? 18 months ago. 18 months ago. And yeah, like honestly, and to those that are listening who aren't in PMP. (laughs) I joined PMP when, to be completely honest, my dad helped me pay for it. I had by that point, I'd left teaching with no second options. I was like, this is working. This is going to happen. And there was no backup plan. And so I... No safety net. No No safety net. I just jumped and had to learn how to fly after. Yeah. Um, And my dad literally paid for half of it. And... Yeah, 18 months later, I honestly like my, t- <laughs> we were just talking off air, like I've nearly doubled my teaching salary in the last six months. And I hope that that's just proof to people out there if they're thinking that it can't happen or it's going to take forever. It comes down to belief in yourself. You can do any of it. You really can. Absolutely. And yeah, getting people like you in your corner and getting the right mentors and getting the right training and all of that just to make shortcuts. I totally, it was just collapsing time, right? Um, Mm. Yeah, your journey has been phenomenal. So talk to me because you're a mindset coach and that's kind of like, it's one of those terms I think that can be a little bit vague or or potentially Mm. misleading, but you've always started out as a mindset coach. Like you even, like you went from teaching into effectively teaching the brain. And you mentioned just before, the number one thing that you think that really pushed you through, you know, from going from $0 to multi-six figures in six to eight months was massive belief in yourself. Mm. And I think that that is where so many people fall down. I think that it's like, and like for the people who are listening, when you first start your business, 
you do, you have that massive belief. Like you're sitting down at like wherever it is for you. I don't know where yours was, Brie, but mine was uh, at the dinner table with a girlfriend over a bottle of wine. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. Like I can 100% do this. Like, and then as you start, the fear creeps in, the doubt creeps in, the overwhelm creeps in, the realizing that actually you have no idea how to run a business (laughs) and that everything is really hard. And that's where the massive belief that you have to begin with really starts to get rocky. And that's usually where a lot of people become undone. So talk to me as a mindset coach. Hmm. Did you have that? Like, or was it just rock solid belief the whole way through? Oh, no. And it doesn't ever stay like rock solid belief 100% of the time. And it's so funny. I remember it so clearly. There was this moment where I was with my babies. I always say these are my babies. This was my graduating class and I'd taught them from year nine and they were ready to leave. They were having their valedictory celebrations. And I always sat with them every Friday and we just talked about life and like, what are they doing for their 18th? What do they want to do after school? And we were having a chat and one of my boys, he said to me, Miss, did you always want to be a teacher? And that rocked me. I was like, no, I didn't. It was just this like moment where I thought, I'm not even being the role model to these kids because I didn't actually like, it was a beautiful, beautiful accident because I think I was meant to be a teacher. I learned a lot and it's still what I do to some extent. But I was like, no, I didn't always want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a lot of other things. I wanted to be so much more. And I actually wanted to have a podcast and I wanted to have like a lot of the things that I'm doing now, but I didn't have the belief in myself. I just didn't think it was possible. And so I sort of cruised through life until I had that moment and then decided to make it happen. And every single step of the way, there's been self-doubt. You know, the first time I started the podcast, I didn't tell anyone. So yeah, there's self-doubt the whole time, but it doesn't stop me. And that's the big difference. Like I'm like everybody else, but I don't let it stop me. Like I feel it and then I choose to go with my higher self. Mm. Mm. Um, Goosebumps, by the way. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Total inspiration and such real talk in there. At what point did you realize that you were the person holding you back? Like, did you know that at a young age? Because I do know a lot of people before they become aware, we typically blame Mm. And so it's other people's fault. The world is unkind to me or whatever it might be. There's a lot of like external, right? Oh, that's stopping Mm. me. Or, you know, my boss isn't letting me do this. So therefore it's his fault, not my fault. Realistically, I mean, business is the biggest self-development journey you'll ever go on. And the only thing that is ever going to hold you back in business is you. Mm. At every level, regardless of what story you're telling yourself right now, uh, spoiler alert, it's you. And (laughs) so (laughs) when did you realize that it was you? I think, honestly, when I started to work with Bob Proctor, and that was the first ever big investment I spent on personal development. And when he started asking questions about like, what would you actually wish for if you knew you couldn't fail, blah, 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 blah. I started to dream a lot bigger than I ever had. And when I looked at it, I just knew intuitively that like, I can do all of this, except I'm the reason that it's not happened. Mm. And when I had that moment and I looked at it and I realized, all of these things haven't yet happened simply because I haven't taken action. I sort of intuitively knew that I was never like, honestly, I've never been somebody to fall into victim mode. 
I'm not someone to blame other people. Like I genuinely have always taken responsibility for my actions or lack of. And so having that moment of like, okay, I am where I am. And I was always, I'm always a pretty happy person, to be honest. Like Mm. I was a happy teacher. I was a happy uni student. I'm happy all the time. Like I'm generally a pretty half glass full person. Yeah. You're an optimist. I am. And I'm, I'm happy at every level, but seeing those goals and big dreams written down and then going, Oh wow, I've cock blocked myself. That was that, that was a moment and I realized I'm just I'm not doing it anymore. Yes, good. I love that. And I mean, you're mindset coach, business coach. I mean, you've worked with literally hundreds of women already mm. in you know the past, you know, 18 months of being in business and you've seen and you've probably met hundreds of other people on the journey as well. So, what do you think is the biggest mindset block that connects all entrepreneurs? If I had to pick one, it's some form of self-doubt and I don't think it's possible for me. And I guess second to that would be fear of what everyone else thinks and that's causing self-doubt. So it's always some form of self-doubt. And once you get rid of that or you just feel it and do the things anyway, things Mm. start to happen really quickly. But I find so many, and you would have seen this too, it's like, okay, yeah, I've got this idea, but I don't actually believe in myself to put myself out there or to sell myself or to show up online or I don't believe that I can have a team. I don't believe that I can... All of these things, it's self-doubt and lack of self-trust because when we're lacking confidence, all we're saying to ourselves is, I don't trust myself that I can make this happen. Mm -hmm. And so my priority always with women is to build their self-trust. You might not feel confident. You might doubt your abilities. You might be doubting yourself a little But underneath that, if we can just go, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I trust myself. I trust that I'll figure it out. I'll trust I'll go above and beyond for my clients. I trust that I'll learn. I trust that I'm the kind of person that doesn't give up. Mm. That is the secret source of winning in business and life. Just trust yourself. You'll figure it out. I love that. And I want to dive in and dissect that a little bit more because you said something in there that I think... I really see underpinning so much of this. And it it was the last statement that you just said there was, I am the kind of person that. (laughs) And I think what I see, and I know you'll totally agree with me here because we riff on this all the time, there's just a lack of identity. Mm. Because to those listening, who are you? Mm. Like my name is Steph. I am a business coach, but if I stripped away that portion of my identity, I have a partner, I'm a fiance, we're getting married. If I stripped away that portion of my identity, fundamentally, who am I? <sighs> like, And I think that we don't spend enough time there. And I know you're going to agree with this here. We don't spend enough time there really becoming like, I am the kind of person that, and you might not feel like you are yet, you know, like I'm the kind of person that says exactly what she thinks on air like she would if she was off air. Mm. you know, like, and so, and at first that's terrifying belief system to start to cultivate and create, but that is part of the identity that I want to build for myself or whatever that looks like. And so for me, it's like helping women to fundamentally understand that they need to build their identities because probably, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Do you think that identity is something that has been created for us? Or do you think it's something that we've created ourselves by way of society at the moment? Speaking dirty to me, Steph, I love this so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's so true. Like I have a whole like, oh, identity is everything and you will never, ever, 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 ever outperform your identity. So we have to get really, really clear on who am I? What kind of person am I? And I do believe a lot of us, until we become aware, we've formulated our identity based on the past. And a lot of us, we have our identity and I'm just not blah. I'm not creative. I'm not a numbers person. And like, you'll probably laugh. I'm not an organized person. We've probably had some variations of these stories or identities. I know we've talked about like Organization for you and organization. <laughs> yeah. Organization. And I was like, I'm not a numbers person. You know, all of those that builds your identity in a way that's working against you. And if you're in a business, that identity needs to shift right now because that's a story. And you know, when I look at like my identity, I'm not a numbers person. That was an identity that was given to me. Because maybe I had a teacher in maths that I didn't vibe with, didn't get a good grade in maths because, to be honest, I was probably too busy, I don't know, trying to get the attention of the boys or whatever. hundred percent. Yeah. And so you build this identity based on crap beliefs and crap situations. And then what we want to do is decide the version of me who has the business or has the XYZ, whatever it is, who does she see herself as? Mm. I need to start believing that I am an organized person. I am a numbers person or whatever. And what I say to my clients is like, whatever follows I am is your destiny. So be very, very conscious of the words you choose. And I think the number one thing that you can embed in yourself as somebody in business or just in life, I'm the kind of person who figures it out. I'm the kind of person who can deal with hard things and I'll make it work because with that belief system, it doesn't matter what happens. And mm-hmm. that's why I love adversity and I love opportunities for growth and challenge. And I think that's why like, I loved teaching and seeing kids actually have to struggle through some things because when they got to the other end, it was like, now you've got this belief that you can do hard things. And with that in life, you can go places. Hundred percent, and everybody listening has done hard things. Yeah, every single person listening has done hard things, and the difference is that you're not telling yourself that as a regular belief system. You're not embedding that into your body as like I can do hard things. If you woke up every single morning and you said to yourself, "I can do hard things," I'm the kind of person who looks in the face of a challenge and climbs that damn mountain anyway. Like if you woke up and you told that to yourself every single day, mm. really sit here and say that your life wouldn't be completely different you know? So speaking about that and stepping into that identity, you mentioned something a little bit earlier around highest self, because I want to talk about strategies, um, obviously, (laughs) always. (laughs) So, you know, for those listening and for people on the business journey and and for our clients as well, they come to us and they say things like, you know, they're aware of their limiting belief. They're aware of what's holding them back. They're aware of the mindset that is no longer serving or supporting them, but they're finding it really hard to crack. And one thing that you said before was, you might have those feelings and you go and do it anyway. Hmm. And you mentioned stepping into your highest self. Hmm. So do you just want to give us a bit of an overview around what highest self is and how you actively are able to step into that? Hmm. I um, think of the highest self as like the version of you when you were speaking without any limitations and when you remove all the expectations and what you should do and you just come back to like what really lights you up and what you want for your life. And I always like, it sounds a little bit morbid, but I ask clients to think of death. We're all going to die. and We don't spend enough time thinking about that. Like we think we're going to live forever and we're not. And life is moving fast. And 
I always think to myself, how do I want my obituary to sound? What do I want people to say about me? How do I want to leave my legacy? What will make me really, truly happy and feel like I've lived? That's my higher self. That's what I want. And I actually, there's a lot of big dreams there. You know, I want to be able to create such an impact. I want everyone to know the power of the mind. I want the school system to change. So we're teaching this stuff. Like there's so much. That is my higher self. But (laughs) there are moments when my lower self, my ego, my limiting beliefs, my fears creep in. And it happened last week. It literally happened last week. I said to the girls inside of my group program, I'm going to be completely honest with you. My limiting beliefs came up this week and I had these stories and fears around like, what if the girls don't like me? Or last week went to go hit record on a podcast and the voice was there. The voice was like, why would you bother? Like maybe no one's listening. Who are you? Whatever. The voices come up. I see them. I hear them. And I'm like, that's not my higher self. My higher self needs this podcast out there to help people. I'm not entertaining it. I'm just not. The limiting beliefs are not me and I'm not giving them any energy or any oxygen. Mm. And so I can connect to that higher self because I've got a vision for my life. And that means the higher self wins over the doubt. Mm, So good. And that vision for your life, like... Guys, when was the last time you truly sat down and dreamed big? When was the last time you truly allowed yourself to go outside of your comfort zone with regard to what you want, what you desire from your life? Because the reality is that, you know, the first time I ever did this was at Tony Robbins and <laughs> uh, exceptional man. Um, and, you know, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, uh, a house and a car and, you know, the things that everyone wants. <laughs> we all want houses and cars. Of course, yeah. we want financial yeah. freedom. Of course we want. And he was like, cool, make it bigger. Like money's no problem. Like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I want two kids and I want a mm. pool and I want three dogs and I want a horse. And then it was like, cool, make it bigger. What else do you want? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, come, I was coming up trumps. I was like, I don't know what else I want. Like I've never allowed my brain mm. to go here before because I, I know the unworthiness or the insert thing. And, you know, it got to the end of it. And like anyone who's heard this story before will know, got to the end of it. And I was like, oh, well, I need a helipad and I'll need a <laughs> helicopter because because <laughs> this house is going to be based in Margaret River, which is about three hours drive from Perth. And like, you know, super financially abundant me doesn't like want to be traveling in a car for three hours, you know? So like, why not have yeah. a helicopter to get there, you know? And so- yeah you know, and go to Rotnest or wherever in my helicopter. And now that's planted. And, and you guys all know, I talk about it all the time. I'm like, I'm getting my helicopter. <laughs> my band's going to have helicopters. Like, can't wait. It's something that you just invite in all mm. the time. Like it's always there, but you have to allow yourself to go there first. And so mm. that big reminder to anyone listening, like go and dream big and like listen to Brianna's podcast. I think that you have a few meditations available mm. that help people to do this. Is that mm. is that right? Yeah, there is a visualization. and. Something that I just need to say there too, because it's come up with a lot of clients, like the first month that we do in my program is dream life design. And what's so interesting that like nobody's ever come up with the same dream life design. And what's your thinking big is different to my thinking big. And that's different to the next person's thinking big. And the question to start to really ask yourself is like, is this mine? Mm. Is this my dream life? Because Maybe not everyone will say my dream life is a helipad, you know, and that's brilliant too, but you've got to tune into yours. Like, what do you want? Because 
it's on your heart for a reason. Nobody else is you. Nobody else knows what lights you up. Nobody else knows what's going to move you through the fear based on what's making you really excited. So tuning into like dreaming big, because I've had some ladies say to me, I feel really lame because my big is just the simple life and living at home with my family and a little bit. And I'm like, that's amazing though. And if that's your big, if that's your big and that's yours, that's perfect. So Mm -hmm. even being conscious of not comparing your dream to somebody else's and knowing that yours is perfect. Exactly. And like on the flip side of that, simple is great. Small is good. If that's what you want, that's amazing. But if mm-hmm. you want big, bold, disgustingly, yeah. ridiculously great. rich, amazing. And that doesn't make you greedy. And that doesn't make no. you gross. And that doesn't make you any of the things that you told yourself that you were before that, right? I can't mm. want for that because X, Y, Z, you know? Um, yeah. Or I must want more because that's not enough X, Y, Z. It's just bullshit. <laughs> and bullshit. So, yeah. Bullshit, bullshit on that hard. So the other thing that I really wanted to touch on in this conversation is the fact that everybody has mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. Because what we see is that when you start to realize you have it, and guys, you will start to notice that you have it when you find yourself saying like, you know, my work just isn't good enough to charge that much. Hmm. Or insert, I'm sure you have a thousand of them that you could riff on. But, you know, those sorts of belief systems that start coming up, I can't, no one else can do what I do in my business, therefore I can't scale. I can't earn that much because... I'm bad with money or I can't hold money because insert reason why, you know, your background hasn't allowed you to hold the cash that you want. When you realize that you have those blocks and those mindset blocks come up, we see a lot of women immediately revert to thinking that they're broken Mm. or that there's something wrong with them or that if you're listening to this podcast and it's in some way, shape or form triggering you to, to, (laughs) to realize like, oh fuck, I have a lot of stuff. Like they've said a lot of stuff and I actually really resonate does that mean that I'm broken? I just want to talk about that because I feel like it's just not spoken about enough how much mm. everybody has this. And mm. yes, and Brie will constantly be like, oh, you know, she needs a mindset coach. She needs a mindset coach. We need to get her a mindset coach. Like when we see people, when we hear their belief systems, when we hear their stories, when we can see that with just a few tweaks to their world or to their brain or to their mindset or to their subconscious programming, that they can actually do and be anything they desire. We're like, yeah, let's get her a mindset coach. Let's like, let's get her booked in for a mindset call. Let's like, you know, like, Mm. and it's not because we want to fix you. It's not because you're broken. It's because we can see so much potential. So let's talk about that, Bray. I love your opinion. Yeah. Well, (laughs) my belief is if you have a mind (laughs) and to those listening, you have one. Uh, If you have a mind, you have mindset stuff. Like we all do. And I'm a mindset coach and I have things where I'm like, I've just hit my ceiling and now my ego's talking and I've reached a new belief system that needs to be like dug out and needs to be weeded out of my subconscious mind. It's never, it doesn't mean you're broken. It means you're human. Mm. And like I've said before, every level shows another devil. So like you'll think, oh, I've worked through that. And then you'll get to the new level because that's what happens. You work on your mindset, you do your subconscious reprogramming, you hit a new level Mm. and then it's like, oh, okay, something new's come, something new's come, something new's come. And the thing about humans and the human brain and the human experience and the way we're wired, we're expansive, we're goal-driven, we're object-driven. It's what gives us purpose. It's how we've created the society we've got right now, 21st century. Look at us. like We are innovative and we want to strive. And with that means we'll always hit new limitations. Mm -hmm. And that means our work is never done and you will never arrive 
the moment you think you've arrived, <laughs> no, just no. The moment you think you've arrived, that's a sign right there that you've got more work to do. Correct. I love that. hundred percent. Like if you think the work is done, indication that the work is really not done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very counterintuitive. You are never done. You will never arrive. And that's a really cool thing to learn. Like don't start your journey thinking that oh, I'll go see a mindset coach and I'll get fixed. No, we're always working on ourselves and and that's a beautiful thing to be doing, to always be the better version of yourself. Yes, absolutely. And how do you know when you've hit that ceiling? What does that feel like? I feel like the ego kicks in because it's trying to protect you, right? It's trying to keep you in the safe familiar. And so it will all of a sudden start to feel like self-sabotage and avoidance and resistance, like resistance, resistance. And like you've said to me a few times, like, yep, great. When he's scaling, how he's scaling. And I'm like, I felt that like massive, like mm, resistance because it was this underlying fear of, uh, I don't know the next, like, how is this all going to look? So it's like this sense of resistance, hesitation. And that's when always the doubt kicks in. And it might not even be something that you consciously recognize. Like it might not be so clear that it's like, oh, but I could never do this because, or I don't want to do that because it might just be that you are really avoiding something Mm. and it's looking into like, why am I avoiding this? And I think it was you that said to me, I love the quote, the cave that you avoid has the treasure you need or something like that. Uh, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Yes. And I froth that. I love it because it's true. What you're resisting is where the gold is. Mm -hmm. And that's usually where you've hit your limit. Mm -hmm. So I think it just feels like a lot of resistance. Totally. And so for anybody who's thinking about growing a business or scaling a business, if you're feeling that resistance around scaling, it's probably time to really check in about like the why. Bree, one of the questions I have for you today for the why is how do you figure out why? Like what kinds of questions should we be asking ourselves? And do you do this in a journaling exercise? Like what are the best ways? Like when you start to, okay, cool, I'm feeling that feeling, that feeling of resistance or that feeling of avoidance, or like, I know I should be doing these things. I don't want to do it. It feels icky. Something's there. How do you identify what's getting in the way? How do you identify what belief system is Mm. for you? There's a few that usually I will ask, but one of them will be, what do you believe it would take to get to the next level? What do you believe it's going to take? And that's when people go, oh, I'm going to have to work so hard or I'm going to have to give up more time with my partner. And and then we're like, ah, so you believe that to get to your next level, you're going to have to sacrifice more. Or you believe that to get to your next level, your relationship's going to fail because you're going to not have time for your husband anymore or whatever. So what do you believe is going to happen when you get to your next level? And then we're looking at belief systems and it's usually, I I bet you've seen the same, but there's so many crap belief systems about how much hard work everything's going to be and it's going to be sacrifice and la, 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 la. And that's scary to most people. So they just don't go there. And then what would it mean about you? What would it mean about you if you did do that thing? Mm. And it's like, oh, well, if I do my friends might not like me. Or if I am a millionaire, I won't fit in with my family. And then we're starting to go deep into the programming and the conditioning and the underlying fears that we hold about that new level. Mm. And like, if you listen to my other podcast guys with Ellie Swift, we've already kind of debunked about the millionaire thing and (laughs) and how we felt ostracized. But that was our own shit. You know, it yeah. didn't even happen as much as we thought it was going to or all the pressure we put on ourselves about not doing it because X, Y, Z. And mm. so totally, babe, like everything you've just said, 
I've been there. You've been mm. there. We've had to work mm. through it. Um, I, I genuinely think if you're on the entrepreneurial journey and you want financial abundance, financial freedom, and that looks like, that might not look like a million dollar business. That might look like $200,000, whatever that looks like for you. But if that amount of money feels big for you, there's probably some stuff there around making money and success and how much hard work it's going to take and whether or not you're capable of doing mm. that and the sacrifice. There isn't a lot of sacrifice. There are sometimes sacrifices, 100%. And you know that I always talk about the bike, the car and the plane. And I think that there are times where we are on the bike and we get to have the balance, but it means that we get there slower versus when you jump in the plane, you get there faster, but you have more sacrifice. And so Mm. you get to choose your journey of entrepreneurship. Like it doesn't Mm. have to always be sacrifice and hard work. It gets to be whatever we create it, which I love. And what I love most about being in business. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to start with the vision and start with what's on your heart and what you want, because you will only be able to choose what's right for you, the plane or the bike, the car, what's right for you based on where you want to go and what's really important to you. What are your values? Some people will choose to go slower because they get more family time and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Come back to like what's important to you and what's your vision. Yeah. And then when you find yourself comparing... (laughs) Oh, like, you know, I value family time and so I'm going to take it slower. And then you watch somebody else who just zooms past you in the plane and you start to think, well, maybe I should be doing more. And that's why having that vision is so important. Coming back to, no, but Mm. this is my guideline. This is my path. And this is the path that I choose to be on and and, like continuing to come back to that. But if you don't have the goal, if you don't have the vision, Mm. how the hell are you going to stay on track with your own world and what you Mm. want? Like you said earlier in the chat, Brie, you were like, is this what I want or is this what other people want? Mm, yes. So good. The last thing, mindset. <laughs> I see it as sometimes a bit of an excuse. Like, I don't know if you see this, but every now and then I see this as like, oh, I'm just like really working on my mindset right now. So like, I can't do this or like, I can't work on my business because I'm working on my mindset. I hear that so often, so, so often. Like I'm, you know, I'm currently working on my limiting beliefs. And so while I dive deep into my limiting beliefs, I can't therefore take action over here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I think that there might be a little bit of merit to it as a mindset coach. I'd love your opinion on this around working on the mindset, but also taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it too. I love this question because look, if there is a mindset thing and it's actually causing like full on trauma and anxiety and you have to work through that, that's valid, valid. But most of the time, we're not talking about those situations you need to start collecting new evidence for yourself to re-embed new beliefs. And that comes from action. And sometimes it's that like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. You need to take different action to get different results. And those different results create the new belief. And so I actually think the perfect thing is to be working on your mindset and taking action at the same time, because then the action and the belief transplants or the subconscious reprogramming is working at the same time. And if you are always putting off action in your business to work on your mindset, you're going to continuously go through halts because like we just said, you'll never be done. And if you stop every time you hit a mindset block, you'll be stopping often. Mm -hmm. So it's like keep going forward while you're working on yourself and know that every action that you take is re-embedding new beliefs. Mm, I love that. And I think when you're kind of saying collect that evidence for yourself, can you give us some examples of what kind of evidence people might be able to collect? Yeah, I love, so especially if people are lacking 
confidence or self-trust or any of that. They're just in a moment of self-doubt. I'll get them to write up the top of a page evidence. And I want you to go through the last few years or your entrepreneurial journey or anything in life and start to literally, what are the things I've got in my life at the moment that I once thought wasn't possible for me? What are the things that I've already achieved that was once just a goal or a dream and start collecting evidence? And it can be big or small. Like maybe you once were absolutely petrified of showing your face on stories and you know now you might do it every single week. And maybe once you didn't even know how to register your ABN or how to invoice somebody and like, look how far you've come. Like there is so much evidence when we look for it and you know, what you seek, you'll find. If you want to find evidence that you suck and you're not good enough and you're not, you will find evidence to support that. Mm. But flip it, look for all the evidence that you can do this. And this next thing is no different. And you've got your whole life of experience showing you, you know, once you couldn't walk <laughs> and look at you now. So go back and collect all of the evidence for yourself and put that if you need to next to your laptop. So you can just, again, reaffirm to yourself, I can do hard things and this new limit, this is no different. Mic drop. Uh, end of conversation. That was perfect. Thank you for summarizing pretty much the entire conversation in one activity. So free. I love talking. I could literally talk to you all day about mindset and there is endless beliefs and to debunk, endless work to be done. Brie and I are constantly having conversations where we are challenging our own belief systems. We challenge each other's belief systems and hmm. it doesn't need to be something where we're being self-critical. It's just self-awareness. And so just that reminder, if you're on the journey right hmm. now, if you are in it, and it is feeling heavy and you're feeling <laughs> resistance avoidance. It's feeling like, oh my God, I'm broken. This is like so hard. You're perfectly exactly where you need to be. Um, mm. And if you do need some support, please, please, please reach out to Brie. Um, mm. Brie, where can people find you? Uh, Miss Mindset underscore on Instagram or the Miss Mindset podcast, which is one of my favorite things and places to hang out. So yeah, drop into the DMs. I do love to have a chat. I can talk to people for days. Um, as you know, I don't think I've ever done like a strategy session that's gone on time because I love to have a yarn. <laughs> yeah, we, we do we do strategy sessions and, uh, and, you know, we try and keep them to like a reasonable time frame and Bree's always go over. <laughs> and we love that for you because you're amazingly chatty and you give mm. so much. You mm. give so much. So guys, if you haven't listened to Bree's podcast, go and check it out. The Miss Mindset podcast is unbelievable. She's phenomenal. Go check her out on Insta. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. It is always an honor to hang out with you. Um, so nice to hang out with you on the mic today. <laughs> on the mic. Thanks on the so mic. much, Deb. <laughs> Thank you. It's been so nice to be asked and it's really good to chat to you all the time. Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights that you need to make your business go boom. Babe, if something resonated today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave me a review or share your biggest takeaway on social media, but be sure to tag me at Steph Gorton underscore underscore. If you're ready to invest in yourself and take your business to the next level, use the link in the show notes to book a free 15-minute strategy call so we can plan your right next step. <laughs>